Hey guys, or crack. as Big Tuck would say, oh. cats and kittens. Oh, so good. Welcome to episode 26 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Combo number five, and my fellow host has finally returned from his adventures in Dominaria, Big Tuck. Hey, what up, Tuck? Hey, what up? I'm alive. You uh, are alive. I, did, I didn't get shot nor stabbed, uh, so that was good. Did you get shot at? No, oh, uh, okay. but I did see, in, especially in Jerusalem, we don't need to get into it, um, there was... Like on every street corner, people with like machine guns and some guy had like a tear gas, like grenade launcher. So, so it looked it was like Cancun, nuts. Mexico. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool. But no, I'm glad, glad to be back. Finally recovered. Uh, the flight back was 24 hours. How so was continuous that? travel. It's a measly travel schedule. Uh, shotgun six movies in one day. <laughs> so it's painful, I, isn't I it? I felt like I was kind of losing my mind near the end of it. Um, but it was fine. My dad actually upgraded us, so we had unlimited. Uh, booze. alcoholic booze. Yeah. So I, I, I got the most of that. I also, uh, before we go too far, I have a few announcements to make too. Uh, just gotta go through them real quick. So, uh, first off, hashtag blasted. Uh, for those playing the home game, friend of the show, Tice and Scott. Drink uh, up. In the, if you see us out in the wild, let's talk about some bizarro tribe. The internet's a series of tubes. Uh, Vorthos nerds, you can suck it. And finally, I'm coming for you, Jimmy. Just want to get them out of the way for those playing the bingo which I'm making soon, and or the drinking game. I think you're going to have to just you know drink the rest of your beer for right now. You just said like 12 of them in a I row. I was going to, but this beer is like $5, so I'm not going to chug it. But anyways, so, I'm, glad to be, I'm glad to be back. And uh, you you guys, you two can both suck it for taking it for Carrie Fishering me while I'm gone. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you leave again, I'm going to do I mean, it again. But I mean, we would only Carrie Fisher you if we also had your unborn son sit in for Ooh. you, but then alter his voice to be your voice. Wait, is that, what? Is, is that me well, yeah, from because, the last well, episode? Because you don't have a kid, but that's what happened to Carrie Fisher. Oh, that's daughter, right. Her daughter, yeah. Like, right. actually did her role. That's surreal. Big Tuck, that's I'll be weird. your unborn son. You can use me. I'll, All right, I'll just fine. use your mannerisms. It'll be fine. Yeah, you say that now until you get that email at bigtuck at cmdtower.com for that uh, unpaid child support for the oh, last yeah. hey, 32 <laughs> thank years. God you, thank God you finally registered an email we could find you at. So, uh, but question, so yes. uh, it's cool that you got the unlimited booze. Me and not friend of the show, Jared, whenever we do our oh, international right. trips, like, we usually who? get free booze. We always feel like that they load you up like the first 45 minutes, hour you're on the plane, and then those flight attendants disappear. Well, no, they so, are ghosts. So well, they don't want the you getting bombed. The trick that what you do is you ask them if you like. So I was like, hey, if I want another one of these, like, do I put on the call button? They're like, no, just come to the back. I was like, oh, okay. So whenever I wanted to get a beer or a drink, I just stood up and walked to the back of the plane. They're like sitting there playing Candy Crush. And so, I was like, can you just get, hey, can I get a Goose Island IPA at 16D? Dude, Mr. Combo, do you remember the flight to Vegas like eight years ago? And Probably they just not. kept feeding me gin and tonics. I didn't ask for them. I was on like. How did you get fed gin and tonics? I was like, on a Southwest like flight, and we ordered a drink on the first flight out, and we were going to our layover. And I got the drink, and then she just kept coming back with more. She'd be like, "Oh, I made a different one. I don't know. Nobody wanted this. You're the only one drinking gin." I was absolutely hammered what by the time Swee, I got there. What Squee McGee didn't realize is that stewardess was trying to get him a little yeah, right. lit he was, for that ooh, layover duty. He was, hey, trying, you know, was trying to get uh, in the know. Mile High Club. Remember that? Remember but that anyways, was thing? long story short, one of those Elvish looks. Uh, we have done that with the uh, flight yep. attendants, and a lot of times they end up saying, "Oh, well, we're about to do service again. You, get, you know, so we'll, just we'll wait here yeah. in just a minute." But then they don't show up for three hours. It's it's H S C R A P. Anyways, 
Hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Uh, we're back. Segway. Uh, and this is only able to happen by our awesome producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, here in Kansas City. How's it going, Squee? Oh, I'm pumped to, have the, uh, pumped to have the boys back in town. Yeah. yeah I know you guys were all farting away, and then I had to come back from abroad and save the show. I had so. to sit in your seat you came and back try from and fill abroad? your shoes. Abroad. What's your name? Also, if you want to know more ways to support jokes like this and CMB Tower and all the content we put out, uh, head over to our sponsor, level1gameshop.com. They sell magic accessories like those sweet, exclusive CMD Tower playmat and Hunter Pack mat sleeves. Um, they also have a sweet TCG player store with over 99% accuracy and grading and super competitive prices. I literally posted in our Discord yesterday, yeah. which now this will be like three weeks old. Uh, but posted in there that I was actually able to save like $30 over the TCG player low prices. I got the frame or the alternate art Ashiok foil from Theros Beyond Death. $30. $30. Whoa. Nice. The cheapest I could find on TCG player was 38 Really? Yeah. Dang. Nice, man. Cleaned up. Also, your segues are getting extremely good. Mm. So, oh, congratulations. Mm. And I think that's going to segue right over into our <laughs> new patrons. Uh, we do have some shout outs to do. Uh, and this is more shame on Mr. Combo. You can spank me later. I uh, forgot to do it last Lord. week and the week before. But want to give a shout out to a friend of the group, Nathan Stewart, and Marketing Ross. And all also, oh, yes. our good buddy from up north. I don't know why I'm talking Australian. Yeah, that's Derek uh, Warner. Is that Avon? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Because I was like, I was looking through there for similar, doing similar recon, and I was like, I don't know who half these people are, like, or what Correct. their real names that's are. That's kind of so the I idea, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't even be able to tag tag like Marketing Ross or anyone else if they didn't have their normal name because all I do is at and their REO. Oh name, yeah, right, right. And then it'll like do their made up weird uh-huh. thing. Uh, so yeah, anyways, Nathan, Derek, and Ross, thank you for being part of the collective. You all are the bomb. Yeah. Another way to support the show is to head over to what we just talked about, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different pledge levels, and the rewards do vary from just getting access to that cool Discord where we now have like a non-magic section. Yeah. We're going to have, we have the trade block, hashtag trade block. We'll see if <laughs> so anyone we get, actually so get, trusts so yeah, if it's like, Well, if it's like if we like send them internationally. So <laughs> it's like, I think that will be helpful, like for coordinating for Magic Fest though, you know? Ooh, so yeah. like that, yeah. that, that yeah. now that we know that we have some listeners down in texas like mm-hmm. you know and I, I work for a company that's based out of the austin area right. so hey we can jam games potentially the no, we can just, no we can just jam we can just jam james not catching oh, what the hell is, oh, is. we're just gonna I'm, I'm, jam you need to describe yourself we'll get to that in the action we'll four news <laughs> all right uh and then the, you know the, the highest tier that we do have is getting your own signed cmd tower playmat the sleeves, all the all the stuff, all the bells and whistles, uh, literally all the hand hoots you could ask for ooh, uh, ooh. if you were local in the area. That's a big I, tuck I, special, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, we're bringing back. We're also bringing back hand hoots. So, who <laughs> um, stops? Tw- twenty twenty. You're the you're the jam, <laughs> and you're the hand hoot. I'm calling it right now. Uh, every episode, we also want to give a big shout out to the defunct Pink Royal for the yeah, music they provide at the beginning you. and the end of the episode. Which maybe some of the members are coming back, so maybe Pink Royal will be substituted in with. Red Princess. I, I don't know. It could Where be anything. That's not bad. I that still work. Bad. I still yeah. work Thank with you. a good good amount of that group, so we can we can figure something out. Have you been reading out. more? You seem like you're like on it. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> nope. I like how you go into a three a.m. So you're like I'm still literate. So <laughs> you go into a podcast and ask if he's been reading. <laughs> and then of course, stay tuned till the end, guys, to get details on how you can win 
a to-be-determined February giveaway provided by Level 1. Yes. We already know what it is, and we have it, and we've seen it. We just got to make it listen until the end or until you fast forward to the one hour, 39 minute, and 15 second mark. Love you. <laughs> Bruce and Bills is our deck yeah, tech series. We're back. Talk about the decks that Big Tuck and I and our guests have in that path to 32. Each podcast, hey, we're going to talk about one of those path to 32 decks, but in a cool manner of brewing some beers. Brewing so beers, we broke it down into four categories, and since Big Tuck is back, we don't have to loop in his voice. Hey, ramp and setting your board state, we're calling that the grain bill. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts. You just need about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks are always needing ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats, and just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. The next one is how does your board actually interact with what all your opponents are doing at the table? We're kind of correlating that to the hop profile. So hops give the beer its patented bitter and herbal floral flavors. Uh, they come in a variety of strands. And like in this Robusto India Pale Ale, which we'll get into, the strain of this actually is related to a grape. Mm. So there you go. Um, our hop choices help clear the board and interact uh, with the other players so your deck can do what it really wants to do. The next one is, you know, not everyone wants to win, but in this podcast, <laughs> we like to, to kick wholesale ass. We're, we're relating to how you win the game is to the yeast packet. Have you seen, quick quick side tangent for these, have you seen Zombieland 2 Double Tap? Uh, I yes, I indeed. I, yes, indeed. I watched, I watched it on uh, the flight there. Mediocre at best, but there is a funny it scene. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah, it's a sequel. Yeah. What'd you expect? Uh, the, the, one of the funnier lines where he's like, what's he say? Like, I'm in the ass kicking business. His business is good. And yeah. he's like, all right, that's kind of like rote. He's like, all right, well, let's go kick some dick. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, yeasts are microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then the next section is going to be how do you put your fingerprint on the deck? And, you know, how do you make it fun? Do you have cards that you just kind of have these sentimental values to, like me with Alter of the Brood? Uh, we're kind of correlating this to the spice pack. Yes, and, and not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of grape pots that turn an IPA into a session IPA. Uh, not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And then to cap off the podcast, we do have redundancy here because you need redundancy. <laughs> yeah, in built deck. in redundancy. Built in redundancy. <laughs> yes. It's a bottle capping. Uh, these are going to be big tucks, myself and our guests' recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation that has no budget. The only restriction is no mana only land. So, without further ado, let's get brewing. We are talking part yes, two part of two. the Marchesa Takeover, which I alluded to during the Nickel Bolas episode. Uh, the whole reason we're doing this is because Big Tuck literally got down on the ground, kicked and screamed, and peed in the corner because he wanted to do this. What's this deck It was less today? kicking and screaming and on the ground and more just like me yelling and standing and stomping <laughs> off uh, and having to cool off. I like lot. how you said nothing about peeing in the corner. You're fine no, that's that. fine. Like, that's okay. <laughs> how great would it be if you had a urinal in your basement? Uh, I have thought about putting a urinal I have also. Basement. I do have a large walk-in shower you could just use, yeah, I guess. I don't use yeah, it for a shower, so feel free. Kind of gross, but... <laughs> uh, so anyways, moving right along, we are talking about the queen herself, Queen Marchesa. So... This is my Mardu deck. Um, I think Mardu is kind of boring in reality. It seems like there's only like, I feel like three. There's a lot of colors you feel like are boring, and a lot of them seem to have white and red in them. Uh, you're not. You're not. You're not Mardu. wrong. Boros. <laughs> <Jess> guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not wrong. But yeah, Mardu for the most part, it was like dominated by Zergo decks when I was playing. That's like been the main one. And or Kalia. Yeah, Kalia first, and then Zergo. Uh, friend of the show, Scooty Shuffles, and then another guy 
that I kind of cut my teeth on an EDH named Matt in Chicago. Both had Zergo decks, which are cool and they're fun. And I like them, right? I have nothing against Zergo decks. They're just kind of linear and boring and I didn't want to do another uh, Zergo deck. Kalia, I think it's kind of the same thing, right? You kind of, it's kind of built to do the same thing every kind, every time you play it, which is fine. And when I was building this deck, Markov hadn't been printed yet, which is like, I think the most popular commander by a landslide. Oh God. And also I think he's also incredibly boring. Well, and also I think he's probably the most powerful by far. Yeah, yeah. Kalia can kill you out of nowhere. Where? Edgar is just yeah well and like Kalia you have to actually have her yeah to pl to do that right Edgar just sits there and just poops out <laughs> jazzes out vampires I had I actually cracked a Queen Marchesa in my own a conspiracy too okay. which again was the best ever because I got my Savala a Marchesa two burgeonings or yeah I think a burgeoning was in it so um and I was running her in my Saskia deck and then a guy I played with in Colorado Jason actually had one of these decks that was similar in scope this is a little more stacks, but it seemed very fun, right? Monarch is my favorite mechanic or one of my favorite mechanics in all, totally in all magic. Need more Monarch. Yeah, I love Monarch. Uh, but real quick to get in on that, we can just get into her real quick. So she's a colorless Mardu that is red, white, and black for a 3-3 death touch and haste. Legendary, legendary human assassin. Hashtag assassin tribal. Not going to happen. Um, when Queen Marchesa enters, because you don't have any access to Vraska, when Queen Marchesa enters the battlefield, you become the Monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, if an opponent is the Monarch, put a 1-1 black assassin creature token with death touch and haste onto the battlefield. So, like, I think it's really cool. Um, and I, there's a lot of times where I will happily take a hit and lose the Monarch sure. just to get that token yeah. because that token and Queen herself... Um, th having death touch and haste makes them really good attackers and blockers, right? Like yep. if you're swinging into a bigger board, if even if someone takes a monarch away from you, just having that, they're probably just going to let it go in, right? Like if they, they're not going to chump it with, you know, a giant dragon or something just to negate one point of yeah. damage. And then you're drawing cards. She, she also, when you cast her, when you cast her, she also effectively draws you a card as well. Cause yep. you can't lose a monarch. So, um, this was... This started as a deck that was much more fun, but was way worse. <laughs> so um, now the deck's not as much fun, but it's way better. Yes, also true. Yeah, and uh, and you got to take this yeah, for a drive so too. So I, they, oh, the the girl, the the ghosts that she's haunted from of boyfriends past were alternate Wincon tribal uh, and then demon tribal. Both of those got. Uh, sunset, sunset, as we call it in the IT <laughs> oh, terms. Oh, and just... then for a second there, I ran a package of the Gideon Jura that gives you the Gideon that gives you the emblem that you can't lose the game. Oh yeah. And then a bunch of like take an extra turn at the beginning of the next turn you lose it, you lose the game. Definitely still set yeah, some of that in I here. I got one. I got one. I got one left, but I think it's worth having in there. Actually, as we started this podcast and we were kind of talking through the decks, I realized that like these decks that try to do a million different things are okay, but they like sometimes aren't fun. You can't, they're not really interactive. Um, so instead, I built the most interactive deck that I possibly could, and uh, we ended up with this one. Yeah, so, you know, my initial thought, if I had never played the deck, I would look at this and be like, I don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, right. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to look at this deck list and, and see a direction or a purpose. Correct. But now that I've played it, it kind of so borderline a little but bit. But it kind of works, right? Like, it, which it is weird. It kind of works. Now, granted, we did play it in a usurper format, right. which, guys... Hands down, <laughs> if you're going to play Usurper in your playgroup, just collectively, as a collective, oh. build a Queen Marchesa deck that can yeah. always start off as the King-Queen Usurper that, title. That worked that was so amazing. well, right? It was and, so good. And I think I, like, I wanted to build it so that it could have that sort of power and that sort of feel, sure. even not in Usurper, but that's like really hard to do when yeah. everyone's gunning for you, right? I have played and won this before a handful of times. 
just because it is so disruptive. Um, I think if I was going to change things, I, there's kind of two builds that are somewhat popular. And when you went, when you go to EDH rec on her, the theme block is like six paragraphs yeah. long. So there's obviously a lot of different ways you can build her. You know, I would say the way that your deck is built right now. Now, I haven't seen it outside of a Usurper format that sure. I can remember. Right. So I don't know how well it works. I think it works well in Usurper because everyone has these different objectives right. yeah, yeah. outside of just kill the person. Kill the person, yeah. Uh, or combo and win. So <laughs> I really would love you to see a friend of the cast, uh, EDH Rex Andrew, uh, write the great series, uh, Budget Brews. His brother has a Queen March Ace. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. And it's like kind of human tribal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filthy. Is it? Uh, there was one game where he did like seven board wipes. Uh, friend of the cast, Joe, was in sure, that game yeah. with us playing his Arcades deck. That's one of the ones that I milled. Was this in Oklahoma? Was this oh, in OKC? Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. This is the one where I milled Arcades and right, yeah, yeah, yeah. out to win. Uh, and, you know, you would hear seven board wipes and be like, well, I don't want to play that game. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Like the one game you guys played at level one. Mm -hmm. Very long. But no, it was because, like, yeah, he had, like, 15 things on his board, but the wall deck was going bananas. Mm -hmm. So it was just more... He had the answers, but he was kind of forced to do yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. But right. it was very interactive. Like, and then there would be times where he was going bananas, so we would have to team, team up, up and, to, and, go against and him, yeah. he would build a build up so quick. Uh, I, so I think there's a lot of, like you said, there's six paragraphs of mechanics you can yeah, build with right. her. Uh, so I think there's a lot of different directions you can I go. Think, I think if I, I think what I've seen happen a lot is that this deck turns out a lot of tokens, right? And if you look through there, there Would is. Did you a, say it jazzes out jazzes tokens? Jazzes out tokens. She's a, to, she's a sort of token enabler herself, kind of. right? But like, there's a lot of cards in here, which I'm sure we'll get into that kind of push it that way. Sure. Which I'm like, okay-ish yeah. with, right? But like. I also kind of like, I think if I, as I'm going to continue refiner, which we'll get into the bottle capping, I think she plays really nice with planeswalkers. Okay. Like there's, a, I think there's good planeswalkers in these colors, right? Sure. Some of the better ones, which yep. we'll get into. Um, so I'd like, I think I want to continue to put more planeswalkers in there and spoiler alert. There's also a lot of planeswalkers that also dump out tokens. So Correct. it kind of, that kind of all works together. So this, some initial thoughts on the deck. Yeah. Your curve is at 3.81. It's, really, it's, it's, it's high. I feel like that's high for these colors. Right. And I've only played the deck once, but I do feel like it played slow. It is kind of slow, yeah. And like it's, I think I could probably use a little more ramp in there. I counted up. I think I have nine sources. Okay. Um, I think I, if I added in a couple more, that would probably help a lot and get it up to eleven. We have a couple of like the white ramp creatures in there, sure. so I could probably chunk in another one or two of those. I mean, some some initial thoughts that I would have because I know we're not going to talk about right. it because it kind of goes against our rules. I, if you have an extra arcane signet, yeah, that, it, would, probably, it, it would be really good. Like, I think that my, would go really good. Co in this coincidentally, deck. my other arcane signet is in the usurper <laughs> queen Marchesa or the, <laughs> the Marchesa the Black Rose. To your point, that's also a deck that's very color intensive, yeah. right? A lot of double and triple pips in that. Yeah, just in those colors in general. Like, I think black and white are probably the greediest when it comes to pips. Yeah, and blue is probably around there, but definitely black and white have a lot of triple and double pip stuff. So, yeah, Arcane Signet would be great in here. A Felwar Stone wouldn't be bad because everyone plays black, right? Yeah. So there's, I think those are some smaller things we can do and then cut out some of the more cute or, like, overcosted cards. Yeah. Um, uh, from a money perspective, this is the most budget deck we've done. Really? 240 to $260. Oh, that's what yours has? Mine has 300 Really? Yeah, 300 to 320 Well, yeah, you got to get off Card Kingdom, man. They're way too expensive. <laughs> get a look at the TCG player one. Oh, I see. 240 Oh, yeah. Wow, that is kind of surprising. Because there, there's like a bunch of... There's some kind of higher-end cards here. 
Um, so I want to get into this beer because I just got it yesterday. So there are 31 hops in this, which I think is the record. Galena might have had more, right? But like there's 17 grain, nine yeast, six spice, and 31 hop, right? So there's a lot. So this is the the aforementioned Robusto India Pale Ale brewed right here in Kansas City, Missouri at Brookside Artisan Ales. So this is the one that it has a very different taste to it because the hops that it's brewed with are as, as mentioned earlier are like grape strands okay so i don't know how they do that i have no idea but this is a super hazy hop blaster so so the fact that you don't know how they do that this makes me believe that i'm gonna take a sip of this and i will be the cause of the zombie outbreak probably this is probably yes. some mutated gene <laughs> all right uh, you also take a sip and vomit yeah not care for it oh my god that's <laughs> garbage <laughs> Uh, it's and that's uh, it won't taste good after the iced tea. I can tell you that much. But no, this is actually really well done. For they have a collaborator, and you can see on the cover here they collaborate with a guy who makes his own fishing lures. So hmm. who would have known? Uh, so before we dive into the grain, I do just have a comment because I think it would be funny. I totally forgot that OG Marchesa is black, red, blue. blue. The only difference between these two decks is blue and white. And we talked about how Arcane Signet is in that other deck. It'd be kind of funny, hear me out, if you built basically your land and grains minus the white and the blue, and then the decks could just interchange <laughs> to where everything's the same. Like the usurper brings some of her stuff yeah. up as the queen. Uh, and then the, when the queen loses her title, she yeah, has some right. of the things that's the usurper. I think that'd be that kind is, of funny. That is kind of funny. It, or like, it's cute. Or making it like, yeah, making it as close as possible between the two. Yeah. yeah. All right. I can kind of dig that. Sure. All right. Well, you know what? Let's get into yeah. this deck. Let's start off with that ramp and the grain bill. Big Tuck, you do the honors. What is your if, first card? If you don't have this, I would be shocked because it's a planeswalker and she's a four drop and she's also incredible. Nahiri the Harbinger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was even my first one. Was it? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Nahiri the Harbinger, two colorless and Boros for a legendary planeswalker, Nahiri with four loyalty. Why don't you read off a couple of those uh, abilities? Yeah. And in my opinion, all three are really good. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to read off the one that I thought was the most important. Okay. Of, of them. Yeah. Uh, because, like Big Tuck said, it's two colorless Boros, uh, so four CMC. Right. My, the one I think is the most important is the minus two. Yes, I so agree. Minus two, exile target enchantment, tapped artifact, or tapped creature. So right. it, it passes the test of I can enter in and do the minus ability immediately. Right. And if you think about it, if you just minus two it twice, you basically paid a version of Return to Dust. Return to Dust, exactly, totally. But the upside is so much higher. <laughs> right. uh, so, and I'll read uh, the most irrelevant ability, and then you read the first one. Yeah, so, so, to me, the minus eight yeah, is not which, that relevant. I mean, relevant. it's good, but in, but like in this deck, it doesn't really do much. Yeah, so. it's search your library for an artifact yeah. or creature card, put it onto the battlefield, and shuffle your library. It gains haste, then bounce it back to your hand at the beginning of the end step. But this, so this was brutal and standard because this was oh, also, yeah, but like, but this was also in standard at the same time that Emrakul the Promised End was. So, oh god, yeah, yeah. So that's what they would build up to in this, right? So this used to be like twenty dollars, and then now it's down to five. So pick yeah. it up or six, right? For yeah. that, it's really good. Um, and then the plus one is you may discard a card if you do draw a card. So this 
in these colors, you do have the problem where sometimes you kind of flood out with lands later Correct. games. So it pretty much just gives all your lands cycling is how I read it, right? There is some little bit of graveyard recursion in here. So occasionally you can get lucky and bend some one of the higher end creatures and then cheat it out later. I think that's something that's something that I'm when I was looking through, I was surprised I had so little of because yeah. um, especially in these colors. So that's something I'm going to be addressing as well. But I just think Nahiri in this deck, again, she's good. She's usually well protected from Marchesa and the other tokens you have. Her All of her abilities are relevant in different tiers, right? Um, and she pays for herself the second you cast her. So I'm, I think she's one of the best. I think she's the best Boros Planeswalker ever made. And probably I would say in like the top 10. Man, those are some. Uh, I'm big. I'm hot on her, and I still hot. I am, and it's a lady. So there you go. And she also deals with fire. So look at that <laughs> triple layer joke, triple layer bit on Nahiri. So that's all I got to say about her. Go buy her while she's still cheap. Yeah. Um. I mean, I can't sum it up any better. I, I like I said, I honestly picked this one because of the minus, minus two. two. Uh, because that is such good yeah. removal, being able to exile. You know, the tapped artifact, tapped creature condition Claws, yeah that's not that great because you know they may have just played their blight steel or right. kozilic or something and it's not tapped mm. so there is some downside but the enchantment upside's amazing yeah and it's exile too right and which it's is exile, so, which so is so good gone forever right um and you know unless you're playing someone that is playing like a dedicated enchantment artifact type deck most people will probably leave this alone. Right. They'll, they'll probably keep it off the eight because yeah. they don't know what you could go get. But I don't think many, you know, now an Enchantress deck will hate this card. Correct, yeah. But most other like, decks will just say, oh, well, yeah, that kind of sucks, but it doesn't right. ruin my well, game Well, and it's, it's like every other turn, right? If you want to keep her alive, right? Yep. So, like, the first turn, you have to do kinda the plus like two. Kind of like the uh, Fraley's Planeswalker. Yeah, right. So, you kind of have to play around that. But, again, like, four mana for an enter the battlefield to exile something or four mana to draw a card yep. is still really good. So, yeah. I'm, 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 I think she's great. Cool. Uh, so, that was my first one as well. Yeah. Uh, so, my second one is actually a card that I think is criminally underplayed. Ooh. I think he could pilot his own deck. Oh. He wouldn't be the best but he could do it. We're talking Ravos Soul Tender. Okay, see, I mean, I was wondering if you like this or not because I'm, I'm kind of on the fence, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, so this is three colorless Orzhov. Oh, wait, hold on one second. Oh, that's also one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> uh, so wait, so before I dive into this funny thing, me and Big Tuck were texting last yes, night literally and, he said, and he literally said, I swear to God, if we end up picking the same cards, I'm quitting. What like that's just fine. It's uh, there's. I mean, what are we gonna talk about? Wayfarer's bauble, right? There's not that much. We could in garbage card. How dare you? It's great. <laughs> um, also, I meant more like of the hops, like because there's 31 options here, and there's so many options in there that we haven't even talked about or even like come close to. But yeah, I may just lie and just say I picked all of yours. I want so okay. We'll <laughs> we'll get to that. All right. Uh, so Ravo yeah. Soltender, he's a legendary creature, human cleric. He's a two two. He has flying. Other creatures you control get plus one plus one. So right there, he's great for token yep. decks. That's exactly what I put down too. And but, he's five. And he's five. And five, he's cast, five. Yeah. But what makes him special to me is at the beginning of your upkeep, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand i really like yeah. that effect so i actually run him in my god tribal deck oh sure uh with cap uh with sise uh weatherlight captain because it's a great way because to get the gods back because they could be enchantments enchantment creatures but mm -hmm. it still counts as a creature and this deck no one's really gonna get rid of your 
token thing. And a lot of the, your token yeah. things aren't necessarily creatures per se. Correct. There are a right. few that are. So it's going to really hurt when you lose your actual good creatures. I agree. Or yeah. even say if Marchesa has gotten removed enough mm-hmm. to where she now costs like 10 to 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? If I have Ravos get him out there and now I can put her to the yard and right. start getting and bring her, her back. back. Yeah. So yeah. I think I, he I think he does think a he's lot. Good. You do? Okay, cool. Yeah, cuz I'm I've always wondered about him. I have I have him in another deck too, I think. Um and I don't remember which one off the top of my head cuz again, I have 44. Um but yeah, like I the only thing I wish that he did, I wish that he did something the turn he came in besides like I wish it was like end step, right? Sure. Which like but again, like the argument there is if they board wipe or if you get a creature removed, then you can get him the next time around, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like again, playing into the tokens, the plus one plus one isn't isn't insignificant, yep. right? And like sometimes there's been times where I played this deck where it's like, all right, I have a four four death death touch haste in the commander, and they have nothing, right? Yep. So it's like, all right, I'm just gonna start going to town with Marchesa herself. I think there is a, I think there is a way to build this Voltron ish, mm-hmm. but like Probably. that's that seems stupid to me. But what do so I know? They they could they couldn't do it as an end step because you got to think of what Orzov does. Oh right, yeah. Orzov is all about sacking stuff during your, your turn, turn right. to tax down your opponents. Mm-hmm. And if you could sack everything and then get something mm-hmm. back, back at the end turn, I think that would probably be too good. Right. It's one of those things to where in the colors they it's they, like hey yeah, you got to wait for a turn. Yeah, wait around. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, uh, but no, I think it's good. And like, but even, and, and even then the upkeep might even be better because then you have an entire turn cycle. Like if you have sack outlets, right, you have an entire mm-hmm. turn cycle to see what sort of threats are kind of up and which ones you, which creature you want to sacrifice of your own and bring back and then be able to cast it. Correct. In yeah. that same turn. So yeah, right. cool. Well, what's your last one? So this one, I don't, I'm guessing you won't like, but I like it a lot. I'm white hot on it. Uh, and I can't explain why. Okay. But I was like a lot. So I want to talk about theater of horrors, which I assume you didn't choose. Correct. Okay. So theater of horrors is a colorless and uh, what is that? Rakdos. Man, I haven't thought about this in a while. Uh, enchantment. So at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. During your turn, and if an opponent lost life this turn, you may play cards exiled with theater of horrors. And then it also has an ability three colorless and a red to ping a target opponent or planeswalker. Yeah. So. I I cannot describe I this literally was Frixie Arena. I had Frixie Arena in this deck and cut it for this, and I don't know why. But I like I don't this, know why either. <laughs> I like this one better. Like I think this card's more fun. It's more fair. It's cheaper, right? And it does a similar. But effect. if you already had a Frixie Arena, the cheaper. Thing I know, but like really I think matter. I think I cut it and put it into a deck that couldn't run this, right? Because Frixie Arena is now like ten, eleven dollars. Yeah. And I also like the fact that Frixie Arena just draws you the card. This does have that other ability when you have the sink for it. Pinging down planeswalkers, pinging an opponent isn't much. I know that I know you're not gonna like this card, yeah. and I know it won't make any sense for you as to why I took out Frexian Arena for this. But I just I oh no, I put Frexian Arena in a deck. I think I put it in Zur, which cannot run this. So, anyways, I have like I only have like six copies of that. So I don't remember yeah, what I went it, into. Look, look it, I think I, it's I, a fun, it's a cute card. If you were just in Rakdos, if this was a Rakdos deck, right. I would say fine. But you're not you're in mordu so you have more access to different color combinations and card advantage no i don't like it it's Boo. not actually it's actually not one of my cuts really okay uh, and i do get it from a mana sync perspective but it doesn't <clears> say <throat> to each opponent right it and so and it's, and it's not creatures either so you can't like pick off things 
I have the so, but uh, you know what? It's fifty cents because so. of, because I'm an adult and I don't watch uh, Command Tower or what's it? Game Nights, Command Zone. What is that? Game what's Nights. that garbage? Yeah, uh, suck it, Jimmy. That's two for SCG versus. That's the adult version of actually watching Magic on the internet. They play this card a lot, and it always seems to do work. Right, mm. so I don't know why I like it. Um, the other, so this is super fringe. If you're ready for this, if you the card here doesn't go into your hand. So you might not have to discard it later after you draw a card off the monarch question mark, see, which okay. is ridiculous, which is a yeah. super outside thing, right? But uh, yeah, see, the biggest thing I don't like about it is that say a good card does get exiled right. with it. And I don't want to say anything because we haven't gotten to those sections right. yet. Um, your opponent knows what got exiled with it. True, it yeah, say yeah. exile face, face down, down and you yeah, may yeah. look at the card. So all they have to do is remove this enchantment and that stuff's just gone. You're not wrong, but I, like I know it. I'm not wrong. That, that is fact. I, like, like I said, this is a this is a total big tuck kind of spice card for no yeah. reason. Um, and I don't know. We'll see. I, all right. This all card right. this card has worked for me in the past. It has actually done a lot in this deck and in my new budget Rakdos Demon deck. So maybe I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who's to say? But that's all my right. last one. Uh, what so do you got? My last one is a card that we'll never talk about. Diabolic Tutor. Yes. <laughs> Uh, That's a dollar fourteen now. Yeah, Whoa. but it's cheaper than demonic by oh, yeah. twenty nine percent or two hundred ninety percent. No, two thousand no. percent. There we go. Uh, so yeah, and, and it's you know uh, it's two colorless black black sorcery. Wait, is that what you're actually talking yeah. about? Wait, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, your library what? For wait, what? Are you kidding? <laughs> nope. I was just thinking about it. Are we ever going to talk? <laughs> kind of like your thing with brainstorm. Are we oh, ever going to talk yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah. No. Let's just go ahead and do just it get now. Just it over with. Get it done with. <laughs> and then uh, in, literally in five weeks, we're going to be like, okay, we're getting this out of the way. <laughs> we're never going to talk about this again. All of a sudden, our Discord blows up. Do they have Alzheimer's? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oof. Uh, all Lord. right. Search your library for a card, then put that card into your hand, then shelf your library. This card's $1.14 compared to the $20 to $30 that Demonic right. Tutor is. Yes, it's two more mana, but it is a tutor for anything, and it goes to your hand. If you run black and you're on a budget, you should have this in the deck. I think that's just end of conversation. So I know we've talked about this before, but I drunkenly once ordered like 10 of these <laughs> by accident. I don't know why. I had so many of these, but it was all the dirty Chandra talking to Lily. Oh, yeah. Ones. I don't like that. Uh, it Super sexual. The weird, it's, it's, it is highly sexual. It is highly sexual. Uh, yeah. I think this card's really good. Obviously, there's ones that are better than it. But like, again, I but have the money. Like, and like, even if you even if you go to like that. Let's say a strictly better card uh, is like, in my opinion, well, it's debatable, but like Liliana, the Planeswalker, the Vess, that mm. the minus two vampiric tutors you. Yep. A lot of people say that's better because you can do that twice for sure. a little bit more. That card's also like at least eight or nine dollars. I mean, I think I think if you want to argue one that is probably similar in budget. Um, Scheming Symmetry? No, uh, it's the one with Flashback. It costs four colorless black. Oh, yeah. Tutor, um, and then for seven colorless black, mm, you could flash um, it back. Ambition, ambition something, something ambition nope increasing ambition there we go yeah. so increasing ambition could be one that i could have an argument for sure okay yeah. sure you pay one more mana because then you have the option later on in the to game get, to, flash to go get back, two to yeah go get a yeah, yeah one um do i have any of those no i think i have those are all in decks i yeah. don't know anymore but, but anyways, anyways diabolic tutor yeah it's a this is this is, this is literally a staple <laughs> uh now we're gonna go over to the board state and the hot profile i'm gonna start this off with a, yes quite the cute card Ooh. Ooh. 
Custody Lich. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm not talking. I'm actually not talking about this one. Good job. Uh, so this is three colorless black black creature zombie cleric. It's a four two, and it when it ATBs, you you become the monarch. Right. Great. Then it says when you become the monarch, target player sacrifices the creature. I feel like this is some rude Goldberg machine of you becoming the monarch, losing the monarch, becoming the monarch, losing the monarch, making uh-huh. people sack creatures uh-huh. over and over and uh-huh. over and over. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It's, 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 it's exactly that. Um, also, one of the things when I rebuilt this deck is I really wanted to lean into the monarch. Okay. Right? So there's three cards that do this. There's one card in each color that does this thing. Sure. Where it enters a, it's a very limited pool. card pool. So there's another one in here that's not near as good, which I'm also not talking about, that does a similar thing. And I was like, okay, if we're, if we're trying to make this more monarch based, this is going to be in here. Um, target player sacrifices a creature. There's one I have that is really good heads up mm-hmm. in this. Not so much. Right. Sure. But there are times like, again, think about and you think about in the usurper game we played. Right. Which, again, if you view this, if you view this in that context, how many times there would be times where people would be like, yeah, I'll just give you the monarch. Right. Yeah. Or you'd be like, yeah, come take it. I don't care. Right. And then you just <laughs> next turn. You're like, all right, well, I'll take it back and go go back and forth there. Um yeah, this is this is strictly in here for flavor reasons, right? I think it's I think it's but good. But I actually think it is good. Right. It does something, right? Yeah. There <clears throat> there's not every single player, every single time you play EDH is gonna be a token deck, right? There's gonna be sometimes you're acting like that's not a ninety nine cent <laughs> iced tea that you had earlier. <laughs> Support it in like he's popping bottles. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but like there is gonna be someone who's playing a bigger, taller, go wide, or like they're playing a Voltron Correct. or Commander, right? Like not every single person plays uh, token tokens, creatures. Right. And it's not saying like, oh, three or four tokens. Mm-hmm. I'm talking dozens to over 50 tokens. Right. If, even if someone has three or four tokens, I'm okay making them sacrifice one of those. Right, yeah. For some reason, actually, thinking about it, Marchesa never really gets targeted, which to me makes no sense. Because he's real. I mean, she's like... But, like, she's good over time, right? The longer that she's on the board, the better she gets. I don't know. I mean, she doesn't really do anything after the first initial Monarch. Mark. And if you think about it, it's like, <clears throat> okay, sure... Once, I get the monarch ball going. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the monarch ball right. going. Once per rotation, you can maybe make a death touchy assassin. Right. If, now, if it was each it's, upkeep uh, that, would that ins- you do not have the monarch, insane. that would be dumb. Yeah. Uh, or oh, when you do not become the monarch, take an extra turn after this. Oh. If it was stuff like that, yeah. then yes, I, I think the, yeah she'd get targeted more. But it's really like once she's done her trick, it's like oh, you're a three three death touch haste, still good. Yeah, for but four. Doesn't even have trample. Oh, you don't need it in this. You have to have cards like this to clear the way, and and also cards to lock down the way, which I'll get into right now. Okay. Is that I was? Do you, I was. Do you oh, have oh no! Yeah, I was, <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, if you want, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you. Okay. Um. So this card I have uh en français. <laughs> That Tice, oh that friend of the show Tice got from former coworker Christophe, who was a greasy Frenchman. Um, this is Kismet. So <laughs> okay. three colorless and white. I saw this. Quite it's, a cute card. It's awesome. It's a little pricey for what it does, but artifact creatures and lands your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped. Did you say this is pricey for what it does? No, I mean the the CMC yeah. did. No, you don't think you think this Four, is very costly? Yeah, three colorless white to make everything they control into the battlefield tapped that's real good and this is an enchantment itself so it's hard to remove correct 
Oh, so, man. You, so, okay, my question... I, you like? Oh, you like it? Oh yeah! I kind of <laughs> want to put this in my Azorius deck. Yeah, is it not? Nope. What? Really? Yeah. You should run Authority of the Consoles. I know. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta make that deck way more degenerate. <laughs> I think people look at Marchesa as like kind of an aggressive commander, right? But it's not. Like this no. is a long game, yeah. right? And there's one of the games I won on this was because you got salty and big boy poopy pants. Yeah, I did. And you Armageddon, and I had <laughs> I had Windborn Muse, I had Windborn Muse, and like another card out, and I was like. All right, like, I'll just do whatever. You've made me now want to make an altar of Armageddon that just says big boy poopy pants. Big boy pants. poopy pants. <laughs> big boy poopy yeah, pants. It was like, I'm proud yeah, of it. We yeah, like, we were like, okay, Mr. Combo, we're going to kill you because this Azorius crap is garbage. You're like, fine, Armageddon. And I was like, at the time, I was like, this sucks. But, like, I was a monarch and had Windborn Muse out. So I was like, you're welcome. Oh, okay. And then I just ended up, I think... I think I knocked out someone else with wind, literally with Windborn Muse. <laughs> like I think I just got in the red zone with her over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, Kismet's good, uh, especially when you get it for free in French. Uh, it's coming at a cool seventy-five dollars. I uh, no. oh, sorry, seventy-five cents. Yeah, yeah sorry. Say, have you? Have you? This card, I feel, is I've not. I've never seen it. I feel it's not played like at all, right? And it should be in any sort of like stacks, death and taxes. Um, this kind of deck again. This deck you you're gonna this deck you're gonna have a very big board, not necessarily big of creatures, but big of um, big of stuff, right? Planeswalkers, enchantments, that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, it's present in fourteen hundred decks out of the hundred and nineteen thousand it could be in, but still. So when, I mean, it, when it, it says in... could be, that means like decks that run white, yes. correct? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty small. I don't know. So pick them up. It's good. Um, once this goes down, people get really upset. So because it kind of <laughs> I wonder why. like time locks everyone. So yeah. So this is part of the Queen Marchesa stacks control sure. build. Um, but this is so good. And I got a free copy from yeah. friend of the show, Tice. Moving along. Yeah, moving right along. Uh, <laughs> my next card is a very sweet, fair board wipe. We're talking last one standing. Yeah! Is that one of yours? Uh... No, I no, he just got excited for no <laughs> reason. But I knew it. So okay, good. The plan's been working. No, I, I knew, I knew that I was going to. I knew that so, one of the two of us was going to talk about this, and I was like, I'm guessing Mr. Combo will. So good. I yeah, this card is insane. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's a colorless Rakdos, black red. It's a sorcery, and it says choose a creature at random, then destroy the rest. For three! For three. A board wipe for three. An, so un, good. A, a, a unconditional board wipe for three. Now, every time I've seen this actually go through, like, resolve, it's always, like, one of your opponents that usually gets to keep a creature, but yeah. it's a BS 1-1-0. One, one yeah, like, or, like, a 3-3 three, three beast, right? Yeah. Or something along like, those lines. who cares? <laughs> yeah, um, no, Last One Standing is really good. Again, like... like you talked about, I think in the token build of this deck, you have multiple ways to to generate tokens that aren't creature based. Yeah. So you don't even care, right? Like, yeah, I'll lose four tokens in a commander. The next turn, I'll make two tokens back and cast my commander again, right? Getting the monarch back. Yeah. Um, I think this card is sweet and also probably criminally underplayed. underplayed. I think I'm the only person that plays it. Unless uh, you, in our play group, yeah. You think so? Okay. Yeah. You don't have this in your Rakdos deck, right? No. Yeah. I, thought, I, I thought can't not. risk that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take that risk. Now, here's the question. How would you determine to do which one chosen random? So the the way do you that roll, I, do you roll dice? Uh, do you play it, as they call it in the good book? Uh, play games and throw lots? Question mark? Uh, no. So <laughs> the, it just kind of depends on how many creatures are out there. Now, okay. if if the number, in my opinion, if the number is bigger than twenty, 
what you do is you take the total number, yeah. do a random number generator online, because we all have smartphones, right. and just go that route. Go that's, that the, route. Yeah. that's really that's the, the only that's fair the way, to way to do it. it. Right. Now, if you want to make it funny, you could just do it to where you take cars, throw them all in the air, <laughs> and whatever lands face up lives. Just shuffle them all into a pile. <laughs> like, here you go. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's one way you could do it, but I usually just like going the random number generator. Sure, yeah. So. I think that this deck became a home for a bunch of Rakdos cards that I liked that didn't fit in my other Rakdos deck. Uh, See also Theater of Horrors, so, which is also in my new Rakdos deck, so Jesus. there you have it. But yes, last one standing is the best. Battle Bond, just knocking it out of the park. All right, well, what is your next one? Um, so this one's a sleeper, and I've wanted this card for a long time. I'm not sure if this is the best deck for it, but that being said, I wanted to talk about it because I've never seen it before. It's an enchantment world from Ice Age called... Koskin Falls. Yeah, that's not mine. Oh, uh, no? Okay, nope. so two colorless, two black, enchant world. During your upkeep, tap target, untapped creature you control, or bury it. No creature can attack you unless its controller pays another two for when this creature attacks. Yep. Five bucks. You can tap down Marchesa, because again, she's not going to get into the red zone that often. You can tap, and if it's if you're not the monarch, you can trigger the stack to where you get your token. It comes in, tap it to this. Sure. Move along. It's just another ghostly prison effect, right? This gets outclassed by... Fear of safety? Yes. And... Um, propaganda? Propaganda, right. But I can't get propaganda, and I, only have one, and I only have one copy of Fear of Safety, and I think it's like four bucks. So, which I guess is a bad argument, because that's how much this one costs. Exactly. But I've seen this card work. Um, I'll, again, this is like part of the stacks package, right? Sure. Um, I think a lot of how this deck works well is you build these... You put in as many of these like redundant slowdown effects, stacks effects you can, sure. as you're getting your threats, as you're getting your bigger creatures... And then if you have to sack this, you can, right? Sure. But this is a super old card from Homelands, a set well-known for its value when you crack it open. And I'll also tell you, a set that's chock full of one of my favorite tribes, Hominids. So uh, maybe they'll give a homily. So wow. anyway, anyway, Koskin Falls, it's a card I've wanted for a really long time. I don't know why I put it, how it landed in this deck specifically outside of the fact it's just another stack effect. Um I wouldn't say run it, but again, we're never going to have a chance to talk about it again, and it's a cool part of Magic history. So I'm kind of curious with the whole Enchant World, because usually the Enchant World means it affects everyone Correct. equally. So at the beginning of your upkeep, is that just the controller of the enchantment, or is that each person's upkeep? Oh, I think it's it's got to be the controller, right? I don't know. I don't Because like Enchant, enchant Worlds used to be hmm. okay so i think the only thing that this actually affects is that if there's another enchant world this would make <laughs> you have to sacrifice that enchant world to have this because you can only have one. Oh my god that's actually relevant because concordant crossroads Correct. is an enchant world yes as is mass hysteria yes so that's keeping it in <laughs> uh, okay so, so there could only be one enchant world effect i like this i kind of want to grab a copy for my shirai yeah yeah right it's crazy that seems real good because i never swing with shirai no the only thing i don't like is that if a board wipe happens you're you're losing out of this, this. Yeah, yeah that's a fair that's a fair uh, point I, I don't like that but uh, i like but again like i think it's this card itself again right deck or, or maybe not right deck i don't know I have I have yet to play this because I think after I went through and removed like a third of the deck, you're the only person who's played it since. Oh, okay. So like, Nahir, I have no idea how good Nahiri or a bunch of other stuff actually is. Um, and I haven't even seen a bunch of yeah, these cards. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the curse of EDH. But I think it's I think this card is also just interesting because this is like completely breaking the black color pie. Yeah. You know, like it's not 
It's not really a tax effect. It has nothing to do with swamps, you sure. know? So interesting part of magic history. I think everyone, should, this is a card I think everyone should own a copy of because it's only got to go up in price. I think, is it reserve list? I I would be shocked if it wasn't. But it's but it's um from Homeland, so it very well, yeah! A, a priceless piece of magic history you can own on the reserve list. But that's uh, enough, I'm, I'm kind of curious, is your copy as rough looking as the one that's like, uses the picture online because this copy doesn't look that great it looks old it looks worn uh i don't remember i'm pretty sure it was heavily played so yeah it's probably it's probably got a few miles under the hood on all right well so my last hops one is a card because red just really hates blue and how does red stop blue well it stops it with war's toll oh yeah my boy yeah this is a three colorless red enchantment i feel like we've been talking about a lot of enchantments today so this is another weird thing in this deck this deck is also enchantment tribal sort of (laughs) like there's piles of enchantments so you could use a sarah's or the the land that taps for a white oh sanctum Sanctum. Uh, probably yeah i'm not gonna buy one but well sure (laughs) i actually have a copy a spare? Yeah. What? Because I bought it for my god deck because I thought that would make sense and it doesn't. What? Why not? Because I. It's a five color deck. Oh, and it's all yeah. white? Yeah. yeah. And it's all white. And then I would have to have all the god enchantments out Do you have there. That in, your to... ba- in your enchantress deck? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Oh, I you're have two one? Copies. Okay. Well, we'll talk. Yeah. Never about that. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't know if you have $100 worth of stuff to trade. No. No, I don't. All right. Anyways, back to this. Yeah. Horsehole. Whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, tap all lands that player controls. Phenomenal. Second thing, if a creature an opponent controls attacks, they all attack if able. Fantastic. I feel like the thing that would hurt this deck the most is blue instant speed responses yes on yeah your it's turn. hard it's hard to get around that and so what this card really does because a lot of times being a blue player myself it's not that you want to one. just pass on your turn it's that you want to do what you can at sorcery speed but then leave up enough mana to do instant sure, speed right. stuff if on other people's turns wars toll basically says hey Pick what you want. Do you right. want sorceries or do you want instants? instants. <laughs> um, and only know. one instant at that, yes. right? Yeah. And, you know, if you like in my Atraxa deck, for example, a lot of times I'll swing with Atraxa because A, it's in the air and she has vigilance, but I won't swing with the three or four other creatures right. I yeah, have because yeah. they are purely there to protect my planeswalkers. Right. Well, now I'm not even doing that because now I have to swing with everything. And and, uh, and again, to that point of like swinging out, being able to dictate creatures attacking is also really helpful in this deck. Yep. Um, I'm not going to talk about it, but Disrupt Decorum does a lot of work in this deck. Sure. Um, as does OG Gideon Jura because once you have your, once you have your base set up of like ghostly prison and crosskin falls and that sort of stuff those creatures have to attack and they can't attack you or they won't pay yeah, for it but you have to be careful with that because yes, eventually it gets down to the, the point yeah, it gets where that stuff doesn't even matter and it's like i'm the only one they can attack right. oh, well i don't even have to attack now yeah exactly i just so, tap out my mana but like pay but again stuff. in a multiplayer this game i really only play this deck in multiplayer anyway right so being able to force everyone else to attack someone sure. else and not me is really good in this deck too yeah and it kind of feeds into it all right well what's your last hop so i got one and this card again is another card that i've had like four copies of and i put it in a bunch of different decks and i think this is the right one for it okay so legendary enchantment creature mogus god of the slaughter yep two colorless and rakdos for a seven five indestructible legendary enchantment creature god as long as your devotion to black and red is less than seven it's not a creature with him and uh marchesa out that's at four so you're kind of on the way there at the beginning of each player's upkeep 
It deals two damage to that player unless he or she sacrifices a creature. Does exactly what this deck wants. Yep. Sacrificing things, plays the long games, two damage over time kind of starts adding up. Yep. Um, especially like this this card, I played it in I played it in Pillow Forded, and like everyone was starting to get down into like 20, 16, you know, lower, like yeah. under. I mean, if, four, if everyone's at 40 life, they're like, okay, whatever, right? I'll take two. Okay, right? Yep. No one's going to burn a removal on this. And if they do, they're, you know. Uh, why are you going to waste your one exile enchantment ex on ex a Mogus? Exactly, right? Unless you're playing Voltron, which you're Makes a better sense. magic player than that. Yes, correct. Um, and uh, this card eventually will turn into a 7-5 beater, which is good, right? That's actually what I was going to mention. I think that's probably the more relevant piece of this is this is one of the few times where you have a god in the 99 where you actually produce a lot of pips yeah. across your stuff, even though you do make a fair amount of tokens uh, to where I could see Mogus very consistently turning it in into, for seven. Exactly. And it's like, you had to sacrifice a creature or take two. Right. And then I'm going to swing it again. And you know what? You're going to have to jump yeah. again with another creature. And then you just kind of keep that up. Right. Yeah. And like, I've tried this in a lot of different decks and it's, it's always kind of underperformed. Sure. But I think in this deck, I've had it out and it's gotten to the point where people are like, we don't know what to do because it's, do I sacrifice a creature and leave myself open for a Wolves Toll attack? Or yeah. even like a Marchesa coming in for some extra damage? Chipping away there. Um, it's $7, which is probably about about right. right for those. I, all those gods are super expensive. Well, and I think they all probably went up a little bit in price. With yeah. Ferris Beyond Death coming Correct. for a bit out. Yeah. Uh, to where, you know, maybe new Magic players that weren't around them, they're like, oh, what? Gods existed before. Sure. Buying them Let's up. Let's go find them. So, yeah, uh, I think, I think like I said, this is a really good home for Mogus. I think it's a cool card. It's also totally metal, man. <laughs> uh, so it's not actually one of my bottle cap recommendations, but just kind of hearing us talk about Mogus. Have you thought about putting Athreos? Got a passage in the, here? The old the, one or the new one? The old one. Ooh. To where if a creature, if one of your creatures would die, you could have target opponent yeah, lose yeah. three life or it goes back to your hand. That seems that like that'd be That actually would be good. really good, yeah. that's kind of along the lines of this little bit of stack scene, mm -hmm. like... It's not necessarily, oh, you don't get to have lands or you make people hate you. It's just like, well, you got to sack a thing or take two. But it strips well, and drabs. my thing dies. It strips and drabs too, yeah. right? Like, it's and very that, drippy and drabby. That doesn't work with um, tokens though, right? Correct. Yeah. Let's, well, I mean, technically it does. It's just they're like, no, they go to the graveyard. And then, yeah, and then they're gone, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, and also, it's also kind of a beater. Isn't it a five something or another? Yeah, five four. Right. So again, you're, there's a million pets in here. And I think he's here. only a colorless and Orzov. Correct. Yeah, he's so cheap. He, he's a little cheaper. But I think he's also. I mean, money wise, I, I'm sure he's probably a little pricey because he's also the the commander for uh, the Shadowborn Born Apostles. Apostles. Yeah. But that could be something to kind of think about. Mm -hmm. Through time, you're at a magic fest or something, and you want to find more ways to right. get more <laughs> chases streamlined. Twenty bucks. Seventeen. <laughs> Eighteen bucks. Which uh, I did it recently go up. No, actually, it's been going straight down. <laughs> <laughs> it was over twenty-five. I got the. I cracked this when I moved back from China. I had this in another deck. I don't think it does anything in that deck. So I mean, that, it could be it, something. It, hey, that, for forty life on a dash on Sunday, boom! Maybe just put it in. Put it in. See. Try it out. No, I like it. That's a great. That's that's a good idea. But yeah, yeah Mogus got the slaughter. Interesting card. Works really good in this deck. Yep, and it's a powerhouse. It's its own Rakdos commander. Yes, Ugh. very true. All Racto, right, guys. Rakdos stacks. Ugh, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, it's even worse than Azorius stacks. Hey. Uh, so that's going to wrap up Board State and Hot Profile. Now we're going to head over to How Does This Deck Win? 
in the yeast package. Tuck, start us off. So, I think I know one of the ones you're going to talk about. Is it yours as well? Probably. Is it the one that I texted you, were you texting about? about? Yes, okay. So let's just get, let's get that All one. All right. right. Three, two, one. Sword Lord of Innistrad. Yeah! Yes! Yeah, we saw this thing do some work when I piloted I, so, the deck okay, about a month so ago. Real, just going through it real fast. Um, so two colorless Norzov, uh, two colorless white, black for a three loyalty legendary planeswalker Soren. Plus one, put a 1-1 one, one black vampire token with lifelink on the battlefield. This deck wants tokens. Wants it. And lifelink, right? Yep. Also helpful. Minus two, you get an emblem with oh, creatures God. you control. Get plus one, plus How zero. many emblems did I have? Like four? It was, it was, it was <laughs> absurd. Um, and then finally, minus six, which I've never seen. And I actually, a lot of these planes, I've had this card for like six years yeah. right and like all ever is like okay you make a token you make an emblem you make a token make an emblem make <laughs> yep. it, like right but like the minus six is actually insane yeah minus six destroy up to three target creatures and or other planeswalkers return each card uh put into a graveyard this way to the battlefield under your control that's absurd <laughs> And it's what? So dumb. Three turns after you play it? Yeah, because it, it comes in comes with in, three, you go to four, four, five, six, fourth turn. Four turns. But still, that's like game winning almost, right? In the right situation? That's not game winning. I don't know. You get one from each person, and if you do it to their commander, it would They're, never yeah, go to the graveyard. Exile, but so. you no, know, you get like their big dumb creature. That's if they have the big dumb creature. Uh, still, okay. Here. Still very good. Minus six is cool. I agree. I agree. Not the, the best part of the card. The every third turn getting an emblem is, is backbreaking. Bonkers, right? Yeah. Like I, this card is shockingly good, right? Like, yeah. I mean, in the right deck. Once yes, again, yeah. you have to be in a deck that cares about tokens, right? Granted, it doesn't make sense color wise, but if Soren, if this was Silencia, the Reese deck. Oh, God. <laughs> Squeeze restack. I'd vomit if I saw this card hit the battlefield. Right, right, right. But you see this hit the battlefield with my Gearid deck. I'm like, all right, I really don't care. Whatever. With five yeah. tokens, that five power. Right. When I piloted this deck and I was able to stack these emblems, I mean, I consistently had seven to 12 um, tokens out there. Right. And so that's just not an extra seven to 12 power. It's seven to 12 times four. Correct. So I was getting 28 <laughs> plus power. Oh, man, it was dumb. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I think the more I'm thinking about this, this also, I think this card also may work in Orzov stack decks because it gives you chump blocker sure. minimum, right? And then eventually you'll either, you'll either have creatures and enough of them where the minus one or the minus uh, kind of, uh, maybe not. But I don't know. See, you know this, what's interesting is that this is such a good card. You'd think this would be slam dunk and Edgar Markov. Actually, I don't even think Mike ran it in his Edgar Markov. This is really good in that. I, I, this I is really good in I, that. I think it'd yeah. be amazing. I think the challenge that some of those Edgar players have is that in their minds, they're almost CEDH mm -hmm. to where maybe this is too slow. Yeah, right. Four mana for an extra plus one. Right. Well, and, and again, do? like Edgar Edgar gives you the plus two for free, right? Yep. Like it gives you that. But again, like I think it's turning those turning those emblem turning those one one vampires that he poops out into two ones is huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Soren, cool. I think yeah, like, like underplayed probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um what was your next one? So my next one, I wouldn't be surprised if you were talking about this because I did have it when I played. Uh Darian King of Kejelthor. <gasps> I'm not playing it. Uh, uh, I don't have it. Yeah, no, but this card is insane. This card's cool. It's four colorless, white, yeah. white, legendary creature, human soldier, 3-3. Three, three. 
And it has flavor text. With his dream of unification fulfilled, Darien became the last king of Kejeldor. Those who followed were known as the kings of New Greve. Man, Man that sounded like a rough intro to a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> or like that really slow crawl on like a bad <laughs> fantasy movie. We're just like, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> Have you ever seen Season of the Witch with Nick Cage? Uh, mm. Yes, I love that. No. It has a punishingly long opening crawl. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Yes. So his actual ability is whenever you're dealt damage, you may create that many 1-1 white soldier creature tokens. Like, sure, you want the monarch? Give me three to five creature tokens. I'm cool with that. Damn it. I was going to... I just had a slam dunk reason for... Cutting it? No, for uh, Theater of Horrors being good because you can ping yourself with it. But you're getting a point of damage every turn from for, from Phyrexian Arena, too, which also generates it. Whatever, Theater of Horrors is better. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but no, the only thing I don't like about Darren is that is he does just, cost six. Yeah, it's He's super, super pricey. expensive. There's, so there's this very strange combo with him as a commander. So you play him as mo in mono white. And then there's a card, I think, that says whenever a swamp is tapped for mana, its controller gets a point of damage. Okay. And then you play Urborg in that same deck because and then all your planes turns into swamps. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's weird. It's a really... That's and a there's weird some, there's, there's some weird, like, interaction there that I read about Oh, then I'm just... Oh, God. Okay. Urborg, him, and uh, what's the white creature whenever a creature enters the battlefield, you gain a life? Oh, there's a million of them. Like, Souls Attendant? Yeah. yeah. You, oh! You do that. You just... Yeah. There's like, and there's, like, four... Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> how much That'd is Ur how much cool. is Urborg? Twenty Urborg? bucks. Yeah, Ugh. I think I have a proxy. If you want, if you wanted to try and do this rude Goldberg machine, you can you can borrow my proxy. Ooh. I got a Souls attendant for you somewhere. No one asked you, Squee. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thank you though. Darian, Darian works perfect in this yes. deck. Uh, Make sure the token super and expensive. Honestly, it de incentivizes your opponents to hit you and take right. the monarch. Because then if they do, you're going to get little soldiers, and, and then, then you're going to get a little black assassiny. Oh, you kill a little baby, you get that monarch And this, again, like, that's why, like, the more we talk about it, the more I think tokens, putting a little bit more token support in here is probably the way to go. Yeah. Like, generators, non-creature token generators, especially. Mm -hmm. Because, again, like, it, cards like this, Parent. again, it dies the board, it dies, still dies the board wipes, right? But, like, being able to be, like, you're already incentivizing people not to hit you. I'm actually surprised you're not. No, I'm not. You should eventually put in uh, uh, Addison Angel of Hope. Oh, get yourself yeah. Indestructible. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, and that's just good in any type of white and you have tokens. Right, right, right. But with all these good enchantments also, it's like, well, you're going to have to bounce or exile at this point. Correct. Um, and yeah, hit me for all. I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Bring it in. And yeah. Then, you know, I, yeah. This card, uh, it was a late addition to it, and then it was really cool to see you play it and be like, yeah, okay, here we go, just jazzing <laughs> out tokens again. <laughs> All right, well, what's your next East card? So um, mine, I'll go for the piece that's the weirdest and the one that makes the least sense okay. when you look at it on a note on surface. So Bane of the Living. Yeah. Two colors, two black for a 4-3 insect. Um, morph X, black, black. You may cast this card as a face-down creature for three. Turn it up um, for its morph cost. When it's turned up, all creatures get minus X, minus X till end of turn. Yeah. So listen to me. This is part, this was part of the alternate win con left over that I still like because it's partner card and my second pick or my last pick 
Revel and Riches. So Revel and Riches is awesome. Four colorless and black for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enter an opponent controls dies, create a colorless treasure. They can tap sack. Everyone knows the treasures do yeah. at this point. I begin your upkeep. If you control ten or more treasures, you win the game. Yeah. So I see. I've actually seen this happen in a Marchesa deck, which this deck I think I watched on. MTG Mudsta, who I know you hate, which is great. No, I don't hate Mudsta. I just, I'm not a fan of the narrating top down. Oh, views, sure. Because it's a lot of times that monotone mm. voice. Uh, playing with power does the same he's type also, of thing. He's also French, you I Francophile. I mean, I, you know, he's on uh, Goldfish now. What? Yeah, he actually is on their new season of Command Clash. Really? Yeah. Oh. No, and actually, I really like him on that yeah. because it's not just narration. He right. actually interacts and stuff. And I think eventually once we do our video series, like we're going to do a top-down view, but we're not going to have someone narrate it. We're just going to be us playing, us right? Yeah. Talking you don't want to narrate in that voice you just did? No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if we get Morgan Freeman, hell yes. One of the things that he he has a great saying of mistakes were made is kind of one of, oh, his, yeah. one of his go-tos. But anyway, so... The, com the combo I saw on this is you cast Roll and Riches, Bane of Progress, and then flip it over and sure. win at your upkeep, right? It's kind of like a little, it's a little stinker. It's a little uh, Bane stinker of the living, in there. Bane, Bane of Living, yes. Ooh. Bane of Progress would ruin the Revel and but Riches. I, but I still like, hey, still get that Bane drop. Um, Bane. Yeah, so this is, this was, oh, th this was <laughs> like the way it would win when I had it as like super stacks, alternate win cons, can't yeah. lose the games. So it's, I've, now that I hear the alternate win con, okay, but. I would still say I, cut it because you don't have multiple ways. To I don't. Tutor. And like again, like something e this narrow. Even when I had that, I never saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, have you? Okay, so this is something that annoys me so much. Whenever you see anyone in movies or TVs with binoculars, their mouths are always open. It always just looks like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta be know confused, like, you know. And honestly, I've tried to disprove this, and I've yet to see an example where their mouth isn't at least a little bit open. So, if you and I become uh, directors and do like spoof movies, kind of like a Kevin Smith movie, sure, we would have to purposely make fun of people that keep their mouth. Yeah, open. why do you have like, your mouth like, open? No, or have like a bug flying. Oh yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to be like and drooling and shit. But then they go back and do it again. Right, yeah. Bug. <laughs> Jim, why don't you just close your mouth? I don't know what you're talking about. It also just looks. And also, I remember this. <laughs> for some reason in China, when I was teaching in China, they gave away a bunch of mini binoculars. I think they went on a field trip and they all had binoculars. So I'd be like riding on the board and turn around and all the kids in the back would just be like, <laughs> it's like little binoculars. It's absurd. So anyways, um, yeah, the more I talk about it, I think Bane of Living, not great. Rebel and Riches is great. Rebel and Riches is great. I right? think honestly, that is a black standard because yes. worst case, you're just getting mm. mana. Like, there's nothing wrong with getting treasures for mana. And if you and if, and you, if play, you could maybe win, cool. Like we talked about, there's so like if you play, let's say you play like a Wars Toll, mm -hmm. right? And you just have Revel and Riches in hand. You're just gonna if I if it was me, I just wait because someone's gonna eventually get frustrated and burn uh, sure. uh, whatever anything a disenchant. Uh, return to dust merciless eviction anything on yeah. that just get rid of that and then you're like okay like heck I run revel of riches in my Shirai deck right even though it doesn't really tax my opponents that much but I just have enough stuff that makes you sacked where I get mana but then I could maybe win right yeah. for, for the five mana because I think it's four colorless black correct yeah uh, I'm still happy because you're gonna get that five mana back yeah yeah most likely so again it's a super fragile combo yeah it's, that's definitely like one of the few artifacts that are left combo breaker cut it cut it up all right so that's all my yeast that's all I got so my last one is another cute monarch card skyline despo 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 wait it's um depot depot it's not Des Depot. No, it's 
Despo. Despot? Despot. Despot? Is Skyline it a neti pot? Despot? Is it a neti pot? I, I'm pretty sure it's Despot. Uh, five colorless red red. It's expensive. Yeah. It's a dragon. It's a 5-5. Five five. Flying. When an ETB should become the monarch. Cool. That's great. Party. That's a thumbs up. But here's where it's so good. <laughs> and honestly, I would say this is a mono red standard because it, it adds monarchs into the mix. It should be and played it in does, more. It should be played more mono red decks than it is. And it's going to do what mono mm-hmm. red wants, which is at the beginning of your upkeep. If you are the monarch, put a five five red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield. So the thing I like about this is that he has evasion himself. Correct. Can swing in, get the monarch back. If someone wants to swing in at you, that's fine because a Marchesa. I lose it. I'm just going to yeah, make I a hasty right. black assassin. Um, and that will actually incentivize people when you swing that assassin at the monarch. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, well, I don't want you to make dragons. And the only right. thing I have is my commander. And actually, this plays this plays even better with Custodial Lich, right? Because mm-hmm. people will want to take the monarch away from you. And then you'll just get it back either by him or something. One of the yep. other million ways. And you're like, all right, well, because you took it away from me, why don't you sacrifice It's like a, a rude creature? Goldberg yes, non-bow. There's a uh, lot to where it's like you're damned if you do, damned if Correct. you don't. Right? Is that a rude number? Watch it. <laughs> uh, and and again, like I think we talk about it being overcosted, right? A little bit. It's expensive, but if you think about it, Shivan Dragon. It's also expensive, money wise. Which I, I oh, five believe, dollars. Five bucks. Yeah. Um, I think conspiracy too is getting to the point where everyone's hey, yeah. Hey, kind Just of. Just if you look at the bottom of it, you'll see it's you know, the beads are starting to separate. Yeah. So. Um, but anyways, like I think conspiracy to take the crown is getting to that point where people are starting to realize that it's good and oh. no one's buying boxes or cracking it anymore because it's super expensive. Gotcha. Um, this was another one I opened. Yeah, I, I think this is a card that's really good in this deck. I think it's really good in like a Zerillion deck. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably pretty good in, mo- in any kind of dragon based yeah. deck, right? I just think it does a lot. Um, and unfortunately, I have never seen this card played. Oh, I've, ha- I've that's had this. I've had this in the. I've had this in the deck since literally the deck's inception, and have not seen it out. So hopefully, maybe this very sounds Sunday, like we need to bring out that diabolic tutor. Ooh, like it. But yes, Skyline Despot, awesome card, amazing, awesome card in general, amazing in this deck. Awesome. Uh, well, I think it's gonna wrap up the yeast package, guys. Now let's head over to some spicy meat to bowls. Uh, not a ton of options here. So. Not a ton of options. Uh, I'll start this off, though, with one of my favorite cards printed in 2019. It's expensive. It's five colorless oh, Rakdos. This is a good one. This is the one I chose. But captive yes. audience. Yes, this card is insanely good. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, five colorless, black, red. It's a mythic. Mythic. <laughs> All right. Uh, when it ETBs... Uh, it actually comes into play under the control of an opponent of your choice, yes. which is weird because usually it'd be like it enters the battlefield, an opponent gains control of it, why, or why isn't this? It, a, it, this actually enters on their field. Why isn't this a curse? That's another good question. Like it, it, it reads like the same way a curse would. Well, but a curse, they don't control it. This they could sacrifice if they were made oh, to sacrifice. True. So maybe maybe that's why they word it this way because it gives the opponent an out if they do have a sacrifice outlet or if they're forced to sacrifice uh, an yes, enchantment. That's true. But uh, at seven mana, come on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's in spices for a reason. Yes, true. Right. This card also is awesome. <laughs> uh, so it states at the beginning of your upkeep. Choose one that hasn't been chosen. And when it says your upkeep, it's talking about the opponent that you Who gave controls it to. It, yeah. Uh, your life total becomes four. Yes. That's real good. 
You right. know, everyone that complains about Sarah Ascendant and how they haven't changed the rules right. from standard to this, look at this card. <laughs> this is 20% of the standard life total, 10% of the EDH well, starting and if, life total. if you total. slap this on someone who's got 400 life yeah. or whatever, right? It's like, nope, not anymore. <laughs> uh, the second, so you got to choose each of these that have not been chosen right. yet. So first one, your life total becomes four. Second one, discard your hand. Painful. Yeah, it's a back of breaking. And then the last ones. This card is just not made with EDH in mind because <laughs> right. of like the discard your hand is fine, but your life total becoming ten percent of your starting is terrible. And now this last one, each opponent creates, which potentially you could have three opponents or more if you're or playing your server. <laughs> Five, two, two black zombie creature tokens. Not tapped. Yep. <laughs> On your turn. Just creating. This is a card that if you play it, all of your opponents are going to be like, they're going to do whatever they can to keep that around. Yes, because they want you to lose your hand. They want your life total to go to four. And they want 10 power on their board. Uh, and also, when you play, again, back to the Usurper game where this deck really went off, I was playing the Lich and I thought I had the game on lock and you got this on me and I was like, oh, like, <laughs> This is getting. This is going to get down to the wire. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Mr. Combo made some bad decisions yes. on who to kill. Correct. And, and correct. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, yeah and it's only a dollar. It's a buck. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is like this is again this run of of Rakdos cards that I just haven't found a home for. Sure. That like for the most part work really good in this yeah. deck. Right, so I mean, you're making tokens, you're lowering someone's life total down to four, or you're making them burn their own removal Removal spell spell on this. We've already talked about all these other enchantments that you have that you want to keep. Yeah, I kind of. The more we talk about it, it's more like I want to focus. If I'm going to retune this deck, I want to focus on enchantments and token strategies, and maybe go there. It is expensive, and like I also like that this card is such a late game card. It's like the perfect late game charm. Puts a clock on, even if you're playing, even if it's like one-on-one, that's like the best time it's, to do it. You want to go home? Yeah. Like, uh, here you go. Here we go. Yes. Totally. Um, I wanted to talk about a card. Uh, I th- I'm surprised you didn't choose this considering how much work it did for you in that same game. Coercive Portal. Uh, yeah. Four colas for an artifact. Will of the Council. Not Will. Does he have a nickname yet? We so, could call him the Goad. The Goad. Oh, I kind of like, oh, like that. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, okay, so as Will of the Council, or Goad of the Council, if you will, uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, starting with you, each player votes for Carnage or Homage. Not Homage. 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 Uh, if Carnage gets more votes, sack it and destroy all online permanents. If Homage gets more votes, or the vote is tied, draw a card. This shattered that game of Usurper <laughs> when he played it. But the funniest thing is this everyone is like one got of the mad best at me. Because yeah. I always voted first. But yeah. then people, bef- like the whoever voted last, would always neg right. out on the deal. Like, whatever they were to do, negative it, let's cancel it, I'm going to do something but like else. But this, this was, of the games I played, and it's been a while, right? And that game just like really stuck out to me because it was so fun. Yeah. And like just I just had, I think everyone just really enjoyed themselves. I think I remember that game. Yeah, it was like, It was the first yeah. Usurper game we yeah. did. Was it? Yep. No, 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 no. It might have been the second it week. Might, it was that one, because we had six in this one. The first one we I think we, we did two oh, weeks okay. in a row. I think it was oh, the second Oh, also, week. real quick, before I forget. So, I think in the new Usurper, I, if we played again, we should do it like Star Wars, where there's two heroes, two villains, two rogue kind of things. Did we not do that last time? I don't remember. Oh, but okay. moving forward, that's that's going to be the plan of attack. All right. But anyway, but anyway, so yeah, this card was out of any game i can remember this was the most talked about card yep. every single person every single turn on their turn on someone else's turn 
every single time someone's like, okay, are you going to do this? Well, I'm not going to play anything. <laughs> like, do you want him to draw a card? He's going to draw another card, and he's still the monarch, and we can't attack him because he has ghostly prison out. So it's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> so, again, I like this. I think this is really fun, too, in our play group because, again, we're all like, I'm really, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Just blow it, right? If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Like, but this made everyone but negotiate. That's, exactly, that's what I'm saying. And like, because like, what happens is that you're, you're absolutely right. You don't negotiate with terrorism. Right. Uh, you nip it in the bud. You force them to push the detonator. But that only works when one person has their finger <laughs> on the detonator. When the entire table has their hand on a lever. It's almost like a Ouija board. Right. Like yeah. everyone has their fingers on the Ouija board and you just need to go to yes to blow everything. Correct. But then there's just like two people that are like, ah, well, there, and there I, are, don't, I don't want that to happen. And there now. are times too in this, like in that same game where like, you're like, I'm going in carnage full stop. I know it's not good for me, but this is the only way we can stop this board. And then we'd go around and again, it'd be like carnage, homage, carnage, carnage, homage. You go to the next person. And he's like, Ah, I don't want, I can't, I can't risk an homage. And even you were like, oh, you know, so this again, this is a, I, I've had this card and it's from the first conspiracy. Another, another, uh, opening I love doing. Um, I had this card for so long. And again, this has been in so many decks and this is like, it's home, like full stop. How about instead of going enchantment tokens, why don't you go tokens voting? I so there I, I think that there, I think there, there would already be a lot of enchantments that right. help with the voting stuff or artifacts. I think voting would actually be Encha- a lot enchantment. Of fun. I mean voting that sounds like a twenty twenty day voting. Yeah, because I know there's another one. Um, there's like an angel that does really good stuff. There's consoles judgment, which I have a copy of. So yeah, like I think that would be a really fun way to get this name board. it rock the vote. But the problem nice. But the the problem with that <laughs> is like that voting only gets fun the more people you have. So then it, this would be like relegated to like usurper games. Which but then I'm that's why okay you have with. the tokens. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, and actually, a lot of the voting cards, like Council's Judgment, which I was gonna put in, is colorless white white. Will the council? Everyone votes for a non land permanent you don't control, and then you exile it. It's not target either. Hmm. So you're guaranteed to at least get one permanent away from from you. Okay. So, anyways, yeah, no, Corsa Portal is hysterical, and yep. I was it was so exciting to see it work. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up the Spice Package, guys. Now we're going to head over to the Bottle Cabinet. These are going to be Big Tuck's and myself's recommendations that are under $5, under 50 bucks. and a personal recommendation. The only restriction is no mana, only lands. Hey, this is your deck, buddy. Yep. Why don't you start us off? What are you cutting, and what are you going to add that's under 5 bucks? So I'm going to cut Vona's Hunger. Okay. Because um, it just hasn't really done the work I wanted to. Well, what's Vona's Hunger do? Okay, so Vona's Hunger is two colorless and a black for Ascend. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. Um, if you have the City's Blessing, which means that you have 10 or more permanents um, when you cast it, because I think this is the only Ascend card I have in here, instead of each opponent sacking uh, half the creature, each, instead of one creature, each opponent sacrifices half the creatures rounded up. I agree. This is hard to do. I even had this in my Shirai deck where Did I'm you really? a lot of my stuff back and I can never get it to work. Really? It's yeah. like you're always like one short or Well, it wasn't even short. that. It's like the times I've played it, people are like, okay, I'll sack my two mana dorks and I'll keep mm. my two big beaters, right? Like yeah. this really only works against Voltron decks, but again, like that's so limited um, and it doesn't do anything else, right? I have no way to recur it. I have no way to really abuse it. It's just kind of like whatever, yeah. right? So I'm trying to stop other token decks from going off, right? Okay. So the one I'm gonna put in is Demon of Dark Schemes. This card is one of my pet cards. It's one thing that I've seen work really well. Three colorless, triple black, which is brutal in this deck, right? Yeah. So, but with an arcane signet that I'll probably buy after talking about and it, and a Urborg, Ooh, one of those. Yeah. yeah, I already have one. 
Uh, so it's a 5-5 five, five flyer. When it enters the battlefield, all other creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. Whenever another creature dies, you get a energy counter. Then finally, two colorless and a black pay four energy. Put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It's tapped. Tapped. But it is a, that's instant speed ability. Yep. Repeatable ability. And it's any graveyard. So again, we what we talked about where it's like, the downside of this is I do run a lot of tokens. Yeah. But like we talked about, the token generators I have, very few of them are creatures, right? Yeah. So I'll easily be able to re- rebuild my board state, start getting my creatures back that get shot out earlier, and start pulling out other people's too when we get there. Again, so, there's a lot of board whites in this deck. Yeah. Graveyard's going to be getting big. Um, it's hard. It sucks because it's six mana and three of it's black, right? That's yeah. that's going to be... I, I think my biggest issue with this is you need four black pips and five colorless to play this. And then do it. Yeah, right. So you're basically paying nine mana to get a creature, creature. back. But it still it still counts. Speaking still, of unrest, I think would be better. Yeah, but it's not. That's not repeatable. And it this, gets shuffled back into your deck. Right. But then how am I gonna go get that tutor for it? This thing is at six. Is gonna you're gonna get value of it over time, sure. right? And there is a lot of things like the revel and riches of the world that care about other creatures dying. Yeah. That stack up to it. Okay. Um, bonus hunger. I'm no way to abuse yeah. it. It's way too situational, right? Like it just I. That card's only performed once, and there's been a bunch of times where I had it in hand, and I'm like, this doesn't do anything. Sure. Right? So, cut uh, it. What do, you, what do you got for under five? So, I'm cutting Dreadhorde Invasion. Okay. We're getting rid of this amass experiment that you I love Dreadhorde Invasion. I don't have a... You love it? I don't have the money. I don't <laughs> what have the, the hell was that? I don't have the money for Bitter Blossom. I'm if you sorry. all couldn't see, Big Tuck just, like, uh, loosens his uh, wrist and flies them I, all over I think by. I have a better card for okay. you. Um, so Dreadhorde Invasion, guys, colorless black enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose a life, amass one. You put a plus one, plus one counter on an army you control. If you don't control one, create a zero, zero. Just and whatever a zombie token you control with power six or greater attacks, it gains life link till end of turn. That bottom half's never going to happen. You're, you're going to look like a real moron when army travel becomes a thing in five years. <laughs> I'm going to have five of these lying around. Uh, so here's a card that came out in Throne that I think is oh. better. So it is Outlaw's Merriment. This is a colorless red. Oh, this two one. White. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, funny. Okay. Enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one at random. Create a red white creature token with those characteristics. Uh-huh. A 3 1 human warrior with trample haste. A 2 1 human cleric with lifelink in haste. A 1 2 human rogue with haste. And when this creature ETBs, it deals one damage to any target. Yes, it's two more mana. But I think we need to kind of diversify our pips somewhat so we're not just so heavy yeah. in the black as we've seen this deck can be. Plus, you'll have a lot of versatility instead and, of just a singular token. Right, yeah. And like, I was, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, that's the only downside of the amass bit is, like, it's just the same token over and over and over again. So, yep. like, that doesn't really help with the token strategy, right? Yep. Um, I like Dreadhorde Invasion more in decks that have, like, a lot of sacrifice triggers. Sure. Right, because it's just like a it's a cheap in that case it's a cheaper bitter blossom. Yep. You're gonna get a one one. It's gonna do you're something. Gonna then you're gonna sack it, it and you yep. know go move on with your life. Um, and actually, Dreadhorde Invasion would be a hundred times better in my Taste of Karlov deck than oh, here. Yeah. The one that you dismantled? No, I still have it. I'm uh, actually bringing it on Sunday. Yes, so. I want to see how bad it is. It's brutal. And by bad, we mean good. Yes. Anyways, yeah, I think yeah, and this guy's coming in at under a dollar. Do you have a copy of this by chance? Uh, Did you crack one? I, I just cracked my throne box two days ago because I got tired of waiting on everyone to do a draft. Yeah. Uh, I did get a couple of Fable Passages. Ooh, Those are nice. like 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have one of these. If okay. I do, you can have it. Yeah, and I and we didn't talk about it, but one of the cards in here that does work is Assemble the Legion, which mm-hmm. is just a worse version of, right? Yes. But, but still, like, 
I think I agree. I think this is a better card than Dreadhorde Invasion. Than this the only thing I don't like about it is that it's a little more expensive, and the sure. curve we have is already high. But we can. Yeah, I, li- I like it. I, like I, he keeps moving further left with his hand. This deck, <laughs> this deck is like this deck is really this deck. Yeah, here we go. When I play this deck, this is like a deck where I'm like I pick it up. And I'm like perfect. I can have fun, right? Yeah. Like I don't need to really think a ton about it. And I think the random aspect of this yes, card, yes. I think you would love. I do. I the do like that a lot. The only thing you would get annoyed with is like, is well, try, I now need try, f- trying to find all the different all tokens. the different tokens that you need. But now it's like, all right, let's roll yeah, the dice. Yeah. What are we getting? No, I like that. I like that a lot. So, Good call. Cool. All right. Well, what's your under fifty cut and add? So I'm gonna cut Brass's bounty. Okay. So uh, this was under the spices, six colorless and a red for each land for each land you control. Create a colorless treasure artifact token with. Tap, sack this, and you know what a treasure token does. I almost cut this, but I was like, no, you're reveling riches. Yeah, right. That's and like cute. that's why I was in there. But like I, I've had this card in a lot of decks. I don't think it does anything. Well, it's seven mana. It's seven, and that's a problem, right? And like think about it. This deck will very rarely get to seven mana organically from lands, right? Yep. I have no way to tutor for lands, really, any of that stuff, right? Yep. So a lot of the things, like if you cast this with a soul ring, you're actually netting two less sure. each time, right? Yep. And again, like I want to add more artifacts into this to kind of smooth out the ramp and all that stuff. Okay. And I just don't think this deck, I just don't think this card does much for seven. This doesn't win in the game. Sure. It only like sort of ramps you, right? And like, yeah. that's only good for next turn. I don't have any X spells or like any big finishers. It's like, great. Like I can cast captive audience. A I mean, turn basically earlier. This, this card reads, Oh, you're in red or Boros and you had nothing to do. Might as well, yeah, make, might some as well make a bunch of treasure. So, um, aforementioned card, which I think this is in my top five planeswalkers ever printed. Uh, Elspeth's. Oh, okay. I thought we m- might have been matching because I'm going to be recommending a planeswalker Ooh, for my under hell 50 yeah. as well. Um, Elspeth's Sun Champion. Oh yeah. It's she okay? So she's I, so good. I thought like when I first saw this, like it's like it's six mana. Okay, great. You get tokens. No, this card wins games. Yeah. Like this card alone is a finisher, right? Well, because you didn't even say. Read its abilities. How yeah, okay. many tokens do you get? No, and the, it gets even better. And it gets even better from there, right? Because yeah. plus, so four color. For those who don't know, Elspeth Sun Champion, four colorless, two two white, plus one, create three white soldier creature tokens. Amazing! Like that's yeah. better than it sounds, right? Yep. Um, but the minus three destroy all creatures with four or greater. Marchese is not even four. Yeah. Right. Like so, basically. It passes the ETB relevant ability aspect because it comes with the four loyalty and you can minus three and board board wipe and she sticks around. Right. No, this this card is like the perfect like if you look at this card, this card passes the doubling season test by like flying colors like plus one defends itself minus three completely interacts with the board right and And, defends itself and defends Mm -hmm. and defends itself then minus seven you get an emblem with creatures you control get plus two plus two and half flying like if you there's been times where the cool thing about that is that that emblem doesn't even kill your one (laughs) exactly it's beautiful so like and again like I played this in standard and was like, whatever, right? And this was, this was one of the cards that came out when I first started playing. It used to be like $30, and now you can actually get it for like 9 which I think is pretty fair. Yeah, oh, I need right? to pick up a copy of that yeah. for Reese oh, then. Yeah, this, for is, ten, this is Rex and Reese. Ten, I used to run it in there. Yeah, for 10 bucks, right? Yeah. Um, And if this card lands and doesn't get checked, this card just wins games, yep. right? And like this, this deck, we didn't really talk about it. I don't have a lot of like win cons or like besides just like locking down the board sure. and then attacking right but i was thinking about it if if i swap out one card for this i just get a whole win con 
added to my entire deck, right? Yep. And again, it plays into the Planeswalker package, and it costs less than Brass's Bounty. And, and, and but wait, there's and more. It's in almost thirteen thousand white decks. I yeah, mean, that shows you how this, good okay, this card is. So it's this in is, over eleven percent of white this decks. This is a white staple, right? Staple or standard? I think it's a staple. Six mana. I think uh, yeah, it's, I'd go. But like, I'd go it's, only, it's only two pips, right? So it's it's easier to cost than something with three pips. That's white, sure. right? It gets you three relevant three relevant abilities, and again, this card—it's just a win the game on the thing. I think I figured it out. What we're how we're going to define staple and standard? Staple the card would go in any deck that runs those colors. Standard. It's a great card for that color, and you should consider running it. So, once again, we're talking staple land tax. You should probably run land tax in any yeah, single yes. deck that has white. That is a staple. But Elspeth is a great card. Oh, I don't know, man. But you wouldn't put it in every single deck put, that runs this, white. This is, this is in Ur, my Urtai deck. This card could wreck a bunch of white decks. Deck. Yeah, you could wreck in all your 5-5 five, five angels. Why would you put this in an Azorius deck? Uh, oh, I'd put it in my token deck, and I think it's in there because you can get you get but the board. That's my a profit. very yeah. narrow build of Azorius. I, but like again, like this just helps you. This that that deck also doesn't really have a way to win the game besides forcing a concession, right? Would you put this in your Taste of Karlov deck? Probably, yeah, because it's like because again, generating tokens, board wipe. I mean, it does everything that it's these colors want to do. Deck. What's your Jeskai deck again? The Savine. Oh, yeah, but who gives but, a shit about uh, that? We deck? wouldn't <laughs> run that in uh, Sheldon's uh, Jeskai deck either. That his is different. His is a, a very saying, different one. I think standard means it's a very good. I, th card, I think this one's okay. But it doesn't just. Win I think, I think this one's right. This day. is a third category that's in between those two. <laughs> but I, I, you do agree this card is insane. No, and, no, it's and, great, and also would be great in this deck. Yes. Yeah, in this deck, it'd be good. Yes, perfect. All, All right. right, way better than Brass's Bounty, yes. and and it costs uh, mana less to cast, and actually does something. <laughs> well, for my under fifty, I'm actually cutting a Planeswalker. We're getting rid of Gideon Jura. Don't oh, like true. it. Yeah, fair uh, it's three colorless white, white. It comes in with six loyalty. It has three abilities. It has a zero until end of turn. It becomes a six, six. That's still a planeswalker. Prevent all damage. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's it's that, that actually continue. Yeah. Minus two destroy target tap creature Too narrow for a multiplayer right. game. Plus two during your opponent's uh, next target opponents. Next turn, they have to attack Gideon Jura if able. Once again, I'm not that hot on it. I got a better card for you. Okay. It's one that I actually know you have an affinity for. Ooh. We're talking Kaya Ghost Assassin. Oh! So this is two yeah. colorless Orzov, white, black, comes in with five loyalty, and she has three abilities as well. Zero, exile, Kaya Ghost Assassin, or up to one target creature, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of your next upkeep. You can blink out Marchesa. If someone takes the Monarch from you, you get the Monarch back at the beginning of your turn. No, not even that. You blink out an Avacyn and then swing in. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if your opponent had an Avacyn. No, that's, but I'm saying like that. So to, I'm saying that to your point, that's amazing. Oh, oh, yeah. Because like you can blink out like. And so someone plays a Blightsteel Colossus? Not anymore, right? I'll take, I'll pay two life that you can't get a Blightsteel Colossus until it's my turn again. Sure. I'm more thinking... I, it's I, good. It's good either way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then we talked about the other cards that when they enter the battlefield, you become the monarch and then a target yes, a right. creature. This is, she has a way for zero loyalty effect, just two life right. that you could do all of these shenanigans or even your, Oh, well, I get the dragon wouldn't work because his is a beginning of upkeep trigger. Yeah. So they wouldn't go on. Yeah. The, the upkeep stuff would already right. have been happening, but if the custody lynch, 
Yes. So yeah, yeah, right. The, the the sacrificing creature. Oof. Heck, Marchesa, and you're just like uh, Reese has so many tokens. There's no way I'm truly going to be able to right. get in there and get that monarch back. Well, I'll just blink her out, and then I'll and then I'll get it next turn. It. Right. So minus one, each opponent loses two life, and you gain two life. It's that drips and drags. Sure. Yep. And and again, like there's no real life link in this deck either, so yep. that's not irrelevant, right? And minus two, each opponent discards a card, and you draw a card. Also, this good. card is actually really good. The more and, I think about it. Uh, so we didn't even talk about it. These are all losing loyalty right. abilities. Her zero can blink like her herself, and she resets right. her loyalty back to five. <sighs> yeah, I, this this also is in. This was printed in the same set as Marchesa. Yep. And I was wondering. It took. I was. I've. This has been in a lot of Marchesa builds. It's in a pile of them. Like yeah. most of them, I think actually. Right. This card, I never really read about it or thought too far into it. Okay. It's really good. It's, it's really, really good. good. It's actually more prevalent in uh, Aminatu decks. Oh. Oh, yeah, for the... Because you yeah. can bounce, like, creatures. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. It's actually showing up in 21% of the new Athreos, where you put the coin oh, counter and you Oh, yeah, blank. and then it's moving. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> but, yeah, I think this, would, I think this, this is, is yeah. better than Gideon Jura. It does yes, a lot I of agree. different stuff that you want. Well, um, and Gideon Jura, like... To your point, I just like Gideon Jura because I have a bunch of copies of it. It's a dollar. Everyone has a bunch of copies yeah, right. of it. <laughs> but, um, but like War's Toll is just doing that, but better, right? Because yep. they don't have to attack you Correct. or him, right? Yep. Um, man, this is only eight bucks. Yeah, this is, I like it. I like, I like it. All right. Well, hey, now we're on the expensive piece, even though Big Tuck has said that he wants to keep these under like $10 I or lied. something. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, what's your personal recommendation? Cut. And add. So this one's this one's kind of boring, but I think it's just a strip up, strict upgrade for this deck. So I'm actually going to cut Windborn Muse. Oh. So three colorless and a white for you get Ghostly, Prison. Ghostly Prison on a 2-4 flyer, right? Yep. Which, as mentioned earlier, I have one games <laughs> off of, which is stupid. Um, but I'm actually going to swap it in for one of your favorite cards, Archangel of Tides. Oh, I love that card. So colorless, triple white. Again, kind of like I'm going to have to redo the land if I get these cards yep. in, right? A little bit. Um, it's a three, five flyer angel. As long as it's untapped, creatures can attack you or a planeswalker you control unless they play, pay one yep. relevant. Right. So again, it goes into like people can't attack into you. Then as long as it's attacking creatures, can't block unless the controller pays one for each of those creatures. Yep. So like, again, if we go back to the token, uh, vote mechanic of this deck, it plays right into it, right? Yep. People are, it's going to make it harder to attack you. And when you do finally go on the offensive, people aren't going to pay for it, right? Yep. Like, Or if they do, they're not going to be able to pay for three Elspeth tokens. Or they just didn't see it coming, and you right. played it, then attached the Greaves to it. Right. I swing, and you're tapped out? No, I totally agree. Um, this card's... The only reason why it wasn't here... This card's $9, which is kind of on the higher side. Oh, wait. No, I, I'm still good. <laughs> Everything was under $10. Um, uh, Elspeth is under $10, yeah. So, but anyways, like, I know it's kind of boring, but, like... This costs the same amount as Windborn Muse. You get more out of it, and the only difference is you have to pay an extra. You have to pay two extra white instead yeah. of a colorless, right? But again, like I have the Chromatic Lantern here. I'll have the Arcane Signet. Like there's, it's not that's not going to be as big of an issue as I think it sounds. No, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, like you said, it's the same CMC. You're gaining more abilities. Right. It's a actually upgraded power and toughness. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Five. Um, it's just, you know, it's the money, you know, right. pay, paying the nine bucks. But again, like paying if so for like the cards we're looking at now, like paying 
thirty dollars for this, the Kaya and an Elspeth. That's significantly that's, that's, that's upgraded. significantly better, right? Like well, I'd rather draw any one of those than any other one. So don't worry, we're about to upgrade her further. <laughs> so my cut, I already talked about it earlier, Bane of the Living. Yeah. You're gone. I, yeah, I there are ways that I could build this deck where that's the way you win, right? More to more tutors. Yes. Throw in an ideal tutor to go get Rebel the Riches, play yep. a lot more mana. Buy a Massacre Worm. Sure. You know, buy a Crypt Rats. Yeah, I think you would have to kind of make the deck to where the point of my deck is to make my opponents lose Those all their creatures, creatures. butcher a Malakir would yeah, have to be yeah, in here. Yeah, sure. And then I'm going to tutor yeah. for my combo piece and I'm going to win. Right. Uh, which, which, I don't, not, which, which I don't want to do. Like, that's just boring I mean, that me, would right? be a funny combo right. if, if that's how it was done. But I think that is so fragile right. to where if you had done that, then basically you're left with nothing. Correct, yeah. Uh, so, cut that. Sure. Four, so I guess total, you'd have to pay 50 bucks for everything to upgrade this deck. Machiko Conda, Truth Seeker. Uh, I so think I know this guy. Three colorless white, legendary creature, oh, human advisor, 2-2. Yeah. Two, two. Whenever a source an opponent controls deals damage to you, that player sacks a permanent. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they want to get, once again, damned if you do, damned right, if you right, don't. Right. You got the monarch. They want to go get it. You're going to sack you're a permanent. <laughs> Uh, do you want to do that? I was so funny you put this in here too. One, I was really toying with the idea of no mercy oh, as well because okay. kind of does the same yep. thing, right? Um, but I like this one better because it's a permanent. And uh, you're playing against a Nekuzar player. Oh. Okay, oh. I draw. Nekuzar this, keeps dealing me damage. You keep sacking permanents. This is a card that I think will probably could get reprinted in the new whatever that draft format oh, is, you right? Commander Legends because it's seventeen dollars and it's a legend, right? Yeah, and, and I've seen people run this as a stacks mono white commander. I can see right? that with like Karmic Justice and those like that kind of package yeah. underneath it. But no, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because so, what I kind of did is I, I I looked at that and I looked at the card that I talked about earlier, the Darien King of Kijildor, and I was like, they kind of do something a little similar to where you are taking damage because you right. know because people, people are going to be coming in, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And you're getting some benefit out of it, right? Uh, so yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. I, it is extraordinarily cute. I like it. It's uh, this card in Elspeth, right? They're expensive, but there will always be a deck that you're going to even yeah. if I dismantle my decks, right, and build a new one. Yeah, there's going to be a deck that's going to like both of these in it, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So um, the kind. Maybe not so much, but it's still I like Planeswalkers and it's my New Year's sure. resolution to play more of them. So there you go. bucks. I like it. I like it, man. Cool. And if you're a Mr. Combo, there's even that special edition. Kaya. Oh, yeah. For one hundred and seventy dollars. So expensive. It doesn't even look that much better. No, it looks it's a foil and like as a, oh, it's not it's even a, a foil, art. right? Yeah. Well, hey, guys. Thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here are some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level 1 Gaming. We'll be giving away, it's really, really cool, a complete set of the Mono Showcase Gods from Theros Beyond Death. Yep. That's yep. Perforos, Nylea. I'm um, drawing a blank. Erebos. And the one that everyone loves, Heliod. <laughs> uh, get your infinite combos. Walking ballista <laughs> all the way. So to enter, it's extremely simple. Just kind of help promote the content that we produce. Uh, you get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media. And as we'll get to later from a segue, additional entries if you are a Patreon supporter. Uh, we're going to announce the winner on hashtag MTG Action 4 News on March 3rd and social media soon after. 
And yes, I know what you're thinking. We're gonna be doing giveaways every single month. It could be sweet cards like this. It could be a deck that us here at the cast put together for you. It could be like a fat pack like we did back in January. Um, it, you know, just really depends on what our sponsor right. Level One Gaming can kind of do for us. But you know what? We'd also love some positive feedback on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, if you hated the content, it's dearsquee at cmbtower.com. <laughs> He's the one that puts all this together. He's the one that tells us what to talk about. Yeah. Even makes scripts for us. It's I his do. Fault. It's, uh, it's intense, speaking, but also, yeah, let me know. Also, speaking of our great sponsor, we will be having a Command Tower takeover in February this month on the 22nd, correct? Yeah, so we're going to be doing CMD Tower takeovers the third Saturday of every single month moving forward um, starting in February. So they'll start at 6.30-ish. The cast will be there. You know, we'll see if some other guys from other content creators, whether it's Andrew from EDH Rec, you know, comes up uh, from his hometown. uh, Or, like, I know there's a Commander Summit happening this summer. Yes. I may try to coordinate with those guys to come out to our sponsor, and that way you guys can jam games with people from all over. Oh, you can just jam. That's okay. You can just jam. (laughs) Jam. Jame isn't a thing. So yeah, no, that is something. And you, you could can say Jame is lame. Uh, RSVP to that on Facebook. It's free. Just just to do it. Yeah. So we actually know people will show up. That'd yeah. be nice. If you would also like to reach out to us and know more ways you can enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter. That's all spelled out except for that five. Big Tuck, where can they actually get a hold of you? You still can, and I am somewhat active on it, I think. Yeah. I, I'm on it every day. I mean, you, so you, you retweet can, some things yeah, every day. Yeah, you, can me, you can get me at Big Tuck tweeting uh, on Twitter, at Big Tuck tweeting. Uh, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, you go to our website, cmdtower.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at CMD Tower. Basically, type in Califa Mogus Daxthos Tower. Wow. Nice. That was good. Look at that. That was was on the fly, too. Uh, If you want to engage your awesome production team for your own future projects, how would they do that, Squeak? You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can go to richchaosrecords.com or you can get at me at Dear Squee on Twitter or uh, Dear Squee at CMD Tower with those complaints you aforementioned. Yeah, there we go. He does music podcast full studio he could do stuff over the series of tubes that we like to call the internet uh yes uh, it's a series of tubes it's a see. series of tubes it's very complicated uh it's not it's not a sex toy is, is <laughs> what what that kind of hand gesture looked like <laughs> uh but yeah you know hit him up he does great work obviously because you listen to us yes uh if you want to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing head over to level1gameshop.com or and when you place an order just put in cmd tower in the order notes just so they know that you came from the collective uh we don't get kickbacks so it's not like we're asking you to do that we just want our sponsor to know that people actually listen to this podcast. <laughs> so you seven people make yes, sure you do your you. orders. Thank you very and, much. And CMD <laughs> Tower. Outside of their own storefront where they sell the CMD Tower play mats or mat sleeves, they do also have a TCG store with an over 99% accuracy rating. And like I mentioned earlier in the cast, I was yeah, actually able to get extremely com- competitive yeah, prices. An yeah. Ashiok showcase foil for $30. And at yeah. the time, the cheapest on TCG player was like $37 or $40. So it is great. Uh, those guys are awesome. Definitely hook them up. But if you want to know other ways you can support us, head over to patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have several different reward tiers from as simple as that sweet Discord and the hashtag trade block. <laughs> and yes, I'm going to do hashtag because that's what Discord does. Yes. What up? Uh, to even a guest spot on the podcast with your own sweet, sweet brew. And you also, like I did mention earlier, get additional entries into right. the monthly giveaways from as little as getting, like, I think one to five entries all the way up to, like, 50 to 100 entries. So maybe you can win those showcase gods. Yeah, that'd be good. Big Tuck, any last thoughts 
on your Marchesa deck. No, it's fun. It's a deck that's it's constantly evolving and is constantly changing. Uh, I will. I probably will just put this in my bag every week, assuming that we're going to be playing Usurper of some variety. Yeah, because like even if this is like this also would be good like Darth Vader deck as well, right? As kind of like the evil hand of things. Yeah. Uh, DC is a garbage format that we play, so uh, it wouldn't fit into that because no deck would. But yeah, no, um, I like I really like the I like the idea of where we can take it too. So um, really, really good. Excited to get excited. This is a deck I, I really like playing and and is one of my one of my personal favorites. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely it was fun the one time I played it. Yep. Uh, I can't wait to see how she does in a non usurper game. Yeah. And maybe we'll get to see that here in a few days. And of course, guys, before we close this out, we do want to give a big thank you to Pink Royal for the music they provided at the beginning of the end of the episodes. And we are now, uh, at the time of us ending this, the longest episode we've ever done. See ya! <laughs> See ya! <laughs>